0: Wedding (laughs) shower. Happy couple right back there. Congratulations. Love each other. (laughs) (laughs) That was the right answer.
1: There's an infant
0: shaking of the head. (laughs) You know, there's something about weddings, marriages, two people coming together, two. Two people were living their life, and they were saying, you know what, we're going to do this together. We wanted to be one point. These bonds of love. Love does. It bonds. Not just marital love, but love in general. We're going to talk a little bit today about what love is. You know, we use the word love. It's not a word, right? I, mean, I have to go. Taylor, right? Tanner. Tanner, sorry, Tanner. Tanner says he loves her. I say I love those chocolate chip cookies. Well, I, <laughs> my daughter makes chocolate chip cookies for me because I heard his pop and, I, uh, and texted me and told me, pop I could be the I think he'd bring something. So I said, oh, we can just have your cookies for me. He said, okay, let's you bring your chocolate cookies. He only let me have about like, half of it, so I don't have Whatever. But I love those cookies. So we say things like, oh, uh, you know, the, the husband so. says to was." The husband to me says, bride to I love you. And I say, those cookies, I love you. He says, I love this word love. Those are very two very different things, aren't they? How come it doesn't sound weird in our ear? That this word can be used in such a different way. <laughs> what does it mean? To love a person or a thing, What even is love? We're going talk about that a little bit. Let's read first. First Corinthians chapter 13. Y'all know this passage. It's an amazing passage. First Corinthians chapter 13, let's read the word of the Lord. If I speak in the tones of men, word man, I do not have love. I'm only resounding gong or plains and symbol.
1: If I know every, if I know every language on earth.
0: If I even know the language of the angels, if I'm like William Shakespeare in every language, I'm like the most brilliant, you know, linguist in history. But don't have love. I'm just a noise maker. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom. All mysteries and all knowledge. If I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If you know everything, if you have all knowledge, if there is nothing you don't know, and if your faith is so strong that you can move mountains, but don't have, but don't have love, you're nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body over to uh, the hardship that I make both, but do not have love, I gain nothing. If you are active in all the right social causes, if you come to church every time it opens, and you go to every benevolent ministry, if you fight for all the right causes, if you give your life for others but don't have love, you get nothing. Love, patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not foul. It does not dishonor others. It is not self seeking. I say self regarding. It is not easily anger. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but the choices of truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I can't imagine a passage any more strongly commend the importance of love than what was done right there. Notice it doesn't quite give us a definition of love, what it gives is characteristics. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what actually love is. We don't want to say same things about how how you see these characteristics in love as it is perfect, okay? Let's think about what it is for a second. Let's go back to this example of the love of the chapel. Why does that not sound oratory here Well, what do I want to do in the I want to eat it. Right? I enjoy the taste of the cookie. Right? I'm certainly not seeking to protect the cookie. I want to eat the cookie. I don't want the cookie for the cookie. What I want to do is eat it. I'm attracted to it in some sense. Now, you might say, in some kind of weird way, you know, I want to be one with the cookie. <laughs> right? I keep that in mind. It's one way use love. Another way, some, in some cases, you know, uh, Romantic Love, I teach it. Oh, by the way, I don't mean to make light of it, this is actually, I'm going to make light of it, but just know that I know that it can actually be a experience for a lot. So, Make might light of it, and not. <laughs> sometimes, you know, uh, a romantic relationship doesn't work out. In university, sometimes I'll have a mix of walks, back down, so it's wrong. She says she loves me, but she doesn't love me. You are not of woman. She loves me, but she doesn't love me. How does saying the word twice change the word? Now, what does she mean when she says to I love you, but I don't love you? Well, first, think of the first thing I love you. I think what she's saying to him is, I want to do bad attitude. I want good things for you. I want not get my bus and anything. I'm not out to get you. I want good things for you. That's what she mean by the first I love you. What does she mean by the I don't love you though? I don't hang out at you. We're not going to the movies next Friday night, right? We're not dating. You know what she's trying to say? I don't want bad things for you, but we're not dating. I love you, but I don't love you though. So I want good things for you, but I don't don't want to be around you. Now with the cookie, I want to be around the cookie. Right? attraction. But I wasn't wanting to fix the things for the good. I wanting to destroy the good. Right? So we got two aspects of love going on here. One is desire for the good things for the thing we say we love. Desire for the good of our beloved. And the other is desire to be with our beloved. And both of these are aspects of love. Right? So when we love something, you might say, we either desire good of it or we desire to be with it. Notice that these become apart sometimes. We see this probably most clearly, at least in my life, I see it most clearly as a father. My kids are getting older. You know, when they were young. But for whatever reason, when I think about this, it, what comes most strongly to me is my daughter. She's going to be a freshman in I don't know how I'll i say a freshman. You know? And, uh, when they first put them in the arm, no, not get remember because you were uh, it's amazing connection bond it's a is still immediate. As you grow, very very young kids are wonderful. One of the reasons very very young kids are so wonderful is they don't yet know how to hide themselves. By hiding themselves, what I mean is create a mismatch between what's going on inside them. And what they're like saying their facial hair. Right? So you can always know what they're thinking or feeling because they haven't learned how to like make their face say one thing while their inside feel something else. Right? So you can always know what a little kid is thinking feeling. When they put the money in and they're happy, and they clap it's awesome. They're like, oh look at that. We're seeing, we're seeing a soul because they have not learned how to hide their soul. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when kids are very young, you can see. All that's going on inside them. Then they start to know. And they start to get hurt. They're learning to hide what they're feeling inside. Maybe they don't want Dad to know. They're thinking what they're feeling. Dad, that's scared. How do I I know everything's going okay? It's full of their friends. And she won't tell me everything she's thinking or feeling. So there's a presentation for many of us, Dad, to try to, like, break through that barrier. <laughs> no, you will not tell me, right? There's gotta be, I've got to be, you can't hide, there's got to be this together, because I have to see what you're thinking or feeling. But if we're wise, we won't do that. Because the a person, an agency, and actually whacking up her best is not by trying to be tired over her or... or Demand that she has to tell me everything she's thinking or feeling. I no, mean, she gets to the person. She gets to make some of those choices. And Actually, loving my daughter well sometimes might be uh, allowing or encouraging a separation. Right? With our kids, with our, is is our children get, I don't know, uh, they get older and uh, they need to you out on their own. No, no, you're on your own. We done broke the plate. Like you ever heard that one? We done broke the plate. Sometimes our desire for the good of a person means that we're, we're okay with a little separation. We've encouraged It's what needs to happen for their good. Right? Now notice with God, this never happens. Our good is always in union with God. Our good is always in union with God. This is this art good and that's the point of one separation that never comes apart. Right? Uh, God does not desire to consume us when we consume, uh, uh, consume He desires us to be with him and yet still be ourselves. Right? This is the kind of union that's desire. And so that's a love. Okay, so that's what's going on. Yeah, there's two things going on: desire for the good of and desire for union. You might say, um, love starts as like desire for the good of our beloved. That's what love is, it's desiring good things for the person you love. That's a problem, too. Because after all, I bet you guys are keeping me on track You ever had that, don't say anything out loud, but think of that person. <laughs> Right? I don't know what it is about this makes it hard for you to want good things. Do. But truth be told, if you heard tomorrow they got the big promotion or they won the lottery or whatever, you feel a little upset if you don't want good things. To do. In some cases, some people can really harm you in significant ways where I can't even imagine wanting good things for go. I talked to class before you about it. Friends of mine at church, I go to, this was years ago, but whose uh, former son in law murdered her dog. You think they want good things for him? I won't. We love people if we don't desire good things for them? The answer to that is yes. How do you do that? <laughs> you intend good things. What are you talking about? What's interesting is desiring good things for somebody and intending good things. Well, lots the of times you intend to do things you don't desire to do, right? For example, I don't want to get in good work today, but you know what? I want to do it anyway. I form an intention in my will to get up and do something that I don't really have the desires or emotions to do, right? Okay, so maybe that's where love starts. Not desire for the good. How, how are we supposed to love our enemies? What that really means is denying like. the That we really have trouble desiring these things. Well, the answer is that you pray for them. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. How do you do that? Pray for them. What did you pray for them? God, I confess I had trouble running things for this person. They harmed me and they harmed others. But I pray for them I pray that they will come to those who to the extent that I'm mistaken by how I'm seeing this, I pray that you'll me see better. Pray for this person. I encourage you, today. Whatever you were thinking of earlier, pray. Intend their good. Work for their good, even though you don't desire them. When you do that, you're loving your enemy. OK, so notice what we've said. OK, here's, here's where love starts. Love starts as intending good things for the other person, for the beloved. Right, the one you love. You intend they're good. Now, notice that not you were love star. That can't be all we want to say about love because that can't be enough. As love is perfected, it creates changes in us. This is me trying to take what I mean by that. Sometimes when I'm using this example at partying, I'll, uh, I'll ask the student to imagine being home for spring break. They're home for spring break, and uh, the end of the week comes. I want them to imagine their mom. Seeing them off and saying, hey, I want to tell you something. Uh, son, I want you to know, I and I, I will good things. for you. I pray for you, and I will your good. I intend your good. So I love you, because the preacher guy said that love doesn't to be good. But so that means I love you, so I've done everything I'm supposed to do. But i got to be honest with you, I hate you. I I like I detest even looking." what you Like a cold shiver runs down my back at the thought of you coming back home after the spring break's over Not great, right? Turns out that love, as it is perfected, it might start as desire or as intending the good of your beloved, but as it is perfected, along with it comes certain characteristic desires and emotions and behaviors. Among those characteristic desires and emotions are behaviors, for example, is a desire to protect. Right? Um, you ever had a loved one like, suffer something? I think since I've been here last, talking to my daughter But um, I asked her permission to give a story. She told me I could. Last year, she ran track for the first time. She's been having great stuff. 13, 14 years old, stuff like Anybody, certainly. She's running track. It's been kind of rough. She runs a curb the curbits and goes back and says, well, you're a really good running the curbits. You're running the curbits. She says, okay. She lines up to a curbits for the first time. She gets the first turn and goes back. Then you want to get off. She gets the second turn and goes back. She gets the third turn and goes back. Everybody's done. She's about halfway through I'm down in Washington. I see their cross and tears in her eyes. Wait, you can see, I want to protect Love, as it is perfected, gives way to certain kind of like desire to protect. Love always protects to it's certain characteristics, emotions, and desires, behaviors. Such that our good becomes connected up with the good of the one we love in such ways that we want to sacrifice and do for them. We take joy in sacrificing and doing for them as love is perfected in us. And when that happens, certain kinds of human relationships can come together that allows for a certain kind of communal life. But this, all the good stuff comes from this kind of, of, of connection of love. All the good stuff. There's nothing worthwhile without love. This perfected love. My son had surgery two weeks ago called the NUTS procedure. Have you ever heard of NUTS procedure? He had a, uh, he was born with a, his chest was formed in a way that was going inward, which is not really a big deal unless it started getting too long to the lungs or the heart. And he's, he's a little bit of an athlete. Uh, I say my retirement plan is his left hand. Let's go. But, uh, <laughs> It a little bit of an athlete and it, it, it started getting severe enough where it was a problem with breathing. So we went to Arkansas children and they recommended us to go the, the nose procedure. And in was a nice procedure. it's a serious surgery too it for a to But what they did is they cut him right here and they cut him right here. And they took an iron bar and they put it on one side under the ribcage, between the ribcage and the heart, all the way coming out the other side. And they took it out, and then they put a the bar like this shaped it in. They put it in like this inside, so it's going between his, his ribcage and his heart. And then they took wires on either side, and they turned. It. You can see what would happen in his chest, right? And then they wired it in. And three years they'll take it out. It's like eternal braces, right? <laughs> oh, man, certainly <this> hurts. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. Now, the problem is that because of what was going on inside of him, uh, there was a danger that his lungs couldn't bring oxygen to his body. Now, would be bad. and if it got any more severe, it's got a problem with the heart. And of course, his body needs the blood, the heart will deliver it. In the same way that our body is made to run on oxygen and the blood, our soul was made to run on blood. Love's another word for God. God is love. We're made to run on love. We're made to run on God. Our soul is. Love is to our soul as oxygen and blood is to our physical body. We language without. out. So those surgeons, because my son couldn't get the oxygen that he needed, there's a threat for that, and a threat is hard, they put this in and they enlarged his chest. And it was a painful miracle, this enlargement of his chest. For this good doctor, he heard him, this good doctor did went inside and heard him. It was a painful miracle, but he did so that he might have access to the blood and the oxygen that he needed. Our father Sometimes he wants to do painful miracles in us. He wants to enlarge our chests so that we may have access to the love that we need to flourish in our lives. He's got to reach inside and change us eternally that we're capable of having the kinds of reactions the kinds of interactions with those in our lives that are characterized by these things they're talking about in 1 Corinthians. This desire to protect this love, this humility Desire of the good of, this ability to take joy and sacrificially giving to. Our Father wants to change us internally that so we may have access to the love that we need so that we can live the way we're supposed to live. And my prayer for all of us is that God will do that. I want to finish the prayer. Dear Father, help us to be kind of love one another. Not just, I know it starts just continuing to good people around us. Lord, perfect that I love in us, take it further in us. Help us not just to continue their good, help us to forgive, and possible to even desire their good, even take joy and sacrificially. Giving to them in ways that we, their good is tied up in our own. So that the bond of love establish community and give us meaning and purpose. Under you, through you, we know, Lord, that our ability to love is only because you loved us. We don't understand why you did. You made us. You sacrificially give to us. You sacrificially gave. The way you can't even get the magic on you know, your cross. You desire communion with us. You desire the bond and the love of us. Lord, enlarge our ourselves. Reaching to us and saying this in every way you need People to love you the way you should you love others the way you should. In your name, we pray. Not self, if you don't have a prayer, it, Lord? Talked about love, our going to love one another, starting with God's love for us. Uh, sing this morning, we are not think we'll hold on the love of God, the love of God. The love of God is greater far than inner tongue and of the It reaches to the highest stars, descends into the lowest star. Could we be within the ocean's still? And where the sky is a parched. Every thought on earth a quill, and every man a cried by trade. So, right, the love of God will drain the oceans dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, but stretch through sky to sky. We can love others, with our Father.